everyone or afternoon it is october 11th and you're listening to the john Banks show bringing man out of the cave um a beautiful day i'm here in columbia south carolina at the studio at the west metro chamber of commerce visitor center i am joined by my two wonderful co-hosts uh miss tiffany nixon in house in myrtle beach and also miss gina tramarco who is kind of on the phone on her way in she is with I'm us. Going into the parking lot. <laughs> so she will be in the studio in moments. So that's how we work around here. Um, this, I don't like uh, to ever be late, John. I'm on the phone. Well, that, you know, you're with us, and that's what's important. And uh, the man making everything happen in the booth, making it all come to life. My good friend, Mr. Dustin Gilder. How are you, Dustin? Fantastic. How's everybody else inside the cave today? Doing well. We're coming out of the cave, Dustin. That's the key. We've been in the cave. We're coming out. We're bringing our buddies with us. Um, our telephone here, our telephone number here on the show is 646-652-2071. 646-652-2071. And you can also visit us via the Hear Women Talk website and chat online. Uh, you can click on the radio tab and then the chat tab and either sign in or sign up. We are uh, extremely blessed today to have a wonderful guest, somebody I've studied a bit from afar, um, who is uh, going to help us a bit. Um, her name is Melinda Maximova. And Melinda, I hope I said that correctly. Yes. Um, and Melinda uh, is somewhat of a dating guru. I'm going to put that on her, but I'll let her tell us a little bit more about herself. We've done a lot of talking about dating on this show, and a lot of people struggling with finding the right person, finding a way to date, what's the best way, avenues. And so um, a, a, a gentleman who's been married 21 years may not have the best answers. So I have gone out to find an expert. Um, and Melinda, uh, reading a lot of her stuff is fantastic, uh, very open-minded, uh, really thinks, I really like the way she thinks, and I really think it's a good fit for us. So, Melinda, we are glad to have you here. Melinda, how did you get into this, this dating thing? All right. Well, thank you very much, John, for having me on. I'm honored as well. Um, how I got in was I am a VIP matchmaker. I started my own VIP matchmaking company. And by VIP, what I mean is that our uh, annual retainer was significant enough where the clients that hired me were kind of high net worth men who really felt they deserved the best, they weren't willing to settle, and so they hired agents in our company to go out and actively recruit women to present to them for consideration. And so I would interview uh, both the men and the women, and I did thousands of intimate interviews and we don't shy away from any topic in our interviews because what we're trying to do is find a good match for our clients and so over throughout this process I have really learned what men think from a woman's perspective 
And I've also learned what women are doing wrong. So women who really feel they are a great catch in their 30s and 40s are wondering why they can't find a match. And I pinpointed uh, what I call the power shift phenomena. And I um, have a book that addresses this, and it's in ebook form right now until I get it published. Um, so you can download it directly from the website as an ebook. Uh, Melinda, uh, what is that website? It's theperfectsearch.com. Okay. Uh, we'll get that put out on our chat line and also out on our website. Melinda, I, that's actually how I found you. Um, I keyed in a question online, which was... Uh, wait, 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 you know, wait. John? Yes? <laughs> Were you looking for love? Uh, <laughs> I, just, I just wanted to clarify that for your wait, wife. Well, wait a minute. John, do you have a high net worth? <laughs> Sorry about that, John. Well, well, the funny thing is, ladies, you know me, so you know better than that answer. No, no I could not afford the services of uh, Melinda. But uh, actually, I was I was looking for our listeners, and uh, we had a good friend who uh, called us one of our first weeks, and uh, Brandy, who uh, was just turning 40, and... Um, has a 10-year-old and is trying to get back out dating and it was struggling with that. And I kind of was looking at dating in the 40s and the funny thing is one of the things that popped up was Melinda's um, information on uh, the power shift. And Melinda, can you explain what you mean by the power shift? Sure. So the concept is that many women who were beautiful in their teen years and early 20s are dumbfounded when they approach 40 and find they no longer have the same power over men that they had when they were 25. And so they will expect men to jump through hoops for them, and when they don't, they will heartlessly dismiss a guy for what they perceive as unchivalrous behavior. But the thing that these women need to understand is that the power balance shifts in the 40s to one of equality. Men, as they begin to age, begin to grow into their own power. They're becoming more financially stable, more ruggedly handsome. They're walking with confidence and wisdom resulting from age. And when a 40-year-old woman acts out in these fits of entitlement, she will find that he will easily replace her with a line of other, quite frankly, younger women who are readily waiting to fill her shoes. As 40-year-old men find themselves with options for the first time, they're no longer going to put up with women who think that they are the only prize because now he is a prize too. And so 40-year-old women need to start jumping through hoops of their own if they want to catch a really great guy and keep him. They're going to have to go out and treat uh, men the way that men used to have to treat us when we had all the power in our early 20s. Let me let me ask you this, Melinda. In uh, you know, in good relationships, each, both treat each other with that same respect and and uh, putting on a pedestal. Am I correct? That's absolutely correct. That's once once you're in the relationship relationship navigation. Absolutely, it's not that men uh, have more power in the relationship. It's during this dating process of women who say, I'm a great catch and why can't I find my match, that they will um, that they will blow it. And, you know, if what I just said 
if I ruffled some feathers of some women, I'm used to it. <laughs> it always happens. The women bristle. And guys... Lots of feathers you know, in the studio. <laughs> the guys that are out there in their 40s dating these women, they're always like nodding their head up and down. Yes, yes. you're so yes. right. And so that's the same reaction that I always get. And like I said, I you know, am, have learned how men think because of my interviews and because of my matchmaking. And so I've met so many of these women that are absolutely beautiful, but they will dismiss a guy for the first dating mistake or I can't believe he didn't call me or I can't believe like the most ridiculous things. And they're, they're expecting guys to, to treat them like a princess. And Heck the yeah. guys are no longer willing to <laughs> I do am that. A princess. Well, I, uh, Melinda, Melinda, I can uh, I can tell you from uh, my friends who are going through that process, you're absolutely right. Um, a lot of guys who would have put up with a lot more uh, years before, and some of the ladies that they dated um, just aren't willing to do that uh, when they reach that that age and that level. And um, I think they've got the idea that life's too short. Um, and I, you know, I want to be happy, and I'm, I'm just not going to deal with that. Uh, I take it a little bit, Melinda, that maybe at that age, people are more clear of what they want in their lives. Yes, absolutely. They're more clear, and um, you know, if you look at it, if you look at it like the way that guys would hold our school books for us, and um, you know, kind of do backflips for women when we were in our 20s and 30s. It's not saying that um, that they are a lesser person by acting that way. It's just they were going through these chivalrous motions to, to, to gain our interest so that they could date us. And so what I'm telling 40, 30, late 30-year-old 30 women and 40-year-old women that you're not bringing yourself down by paying back a little bit of that affection. So, for example, um, through the process of my matchmaking, I met a client who I fell in love with and married. <laughs> and, um, and this is a really great way of illustrating the power shift and where I had to put my money where my mouth was and uh, take a dose of my own medicine because I was 39 years old when we met he was recently divorced and had been married for many, many, many years, like, you know, 20 plus, and really had no clue how to date. He had two left feet on the uh, <laughs> dating dance floor. And no filter over what came out of his mouth, broke essentially every dating rule. And when we first started working together, I was uh, earnestly trying to set him up with some really great women because I liked him as a friend. And so I was sending him out with, you know, a six-foot-tall, blonde Ph.D., um, a couple of models that were also uh, very educated. I sent him out with, I think it, it ended up being eight women. And he, could, he was not able to secure a second date with any of them. Wow. <laughs> and, wow. Um, and he's a really wonderful man, but these women were just, they had zero patience for uh, his foibles and fumbles during the dating etiquette. And so this is what I mean by women need to get off their pedestals and um, and pursue a little. So what I did was uh, I looked over a lot of his flaws. And for the first time, like, for example, if he said something that ruffled my feathers, 
in the past, I would have been like confronted him and insisted that I was right. But I told myself, you know, why don't you try and be open-minded this time? Why don't you just try and look at it from his perspective? And I really took my own medicine. I, I jumped through a few hoops to get him. And it turns out, he's. I pinched myself. I can't even believe I'm so happy. You know, we've been together six years now. Um, we've been married for um, a year and a half. And it's, it was well worth it. He was a Neanderthal at the beginning. <laughs> but he's, uh, he was in the cave, Melinda. <laughs> he That's was where in the was. cave. Exactly. He was well, in Melinda, the cave. Melinda, we're gonna, let's, you have mentioned a number of points that I want to, I want to talk about. We need to take our first break. You're okay. listening to the John Banks Show, bringing man out of the cave on the Zeus Radio Network for Hear Women Talk. We'll be back in just a second. This is Paul Trulove on Zeus Radio Network for HearWomenTalk.com. Hi, this is Deb Coletti, and I am your host of Life on Purpose, a radio show where I'll be having conversations with a wide range of fascinating women who are, in my opinion, leading a truly rich life. We will laugh, we will cry, we will sometimes get very serious. It will get edgy. It will definitely be irreverent and uh, no, no subject off limits. Tune in to hear where we go and even join in the conversation. Life on Purpose with your host, Deb Coletti. Tuesdays at 11 a.m. on the Hear Women Talk Network. If your spirit's weary and you need a word of encouragement, join me, Donna Tyson, for Rivers of Faith, Tuesday mornings from 10 to 11 Eastern Standard Time on Zeus Radio Network at hearwomentalk.com. That's galore. Visit our store at 4822 Highway 17 at Barefoot Landing. We have the largest source of hats in the greater Grand Strand area. Tilly, Stetson, Indiana Jones, Wallaroo, Top Hats, Mad Hatter, Derbies, Felts, Fedoras, Cowboy, Golfer, Driver, Life is Good. We carry a large selection of women's fashion hats as well as Red Hat Society hats. We also have an assortment of umbrellas, canes, and walking sticks. Hats Galore, located at Barefoot Landing in North Myrtle Beach. We are the best source for hats in the Grand Strand area. Hats Galore at Barefoot.com Police Psychics Find Me with Kelly Snyder and Valerie Graham. This fascinating program explores how vetted psychic sleuths team up with law enforcement to find success, show how this can bring awareness, hope, and closure to families. Also presented are important possibilities which psychic assistance offers for law enforcement, especially at the beginning of an investigation. Host Kelly Snyder is a retired federal agent with 25 years in law enforcement. He's an author and the founder of Find Me, a non profit organization of talented worldwide psychic crime solvers canine search and rescue volunteers and others who provide leads in missing person and homicide cases find me's work creates a raised awareness of how psychic abilities can add a tool to a detective's arsenal Snyder is teamed with co-host valerie graham an author and former sheriff staffer in correctional psychiatry join them tuesdays 2 p.m at hearwomentalk.com h-e-r-e womentalk.com Hi, this is Judy Collins from Judy's House of Oldies, and you're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio on the Zeus Radio Network. Broadcasting live, this is... Out of the 
welcome back. You're listening to the John Banks Show, bringing man out of the cave and uh, by uh, dragging women by their hair. Oh yeah, that's what it sounds like today. Oh yeah. The, the, the crew in the studio are fired up, and uh, you know I'm not surprised. Uh, our telephone number is six four six six five two two zero seven one six four six six five two two zero seven one. We are blessed today to be joined by Melinda Maximova, and uh, she is a dating guru is what I'm calling her. I'll let her uh, tell me what she feels best with. Melinda, you know, you were telling us a number of things you brought up. There's so many things I want to hit on, but something we've talked a little bit about on this show. Um, Has the way that men and women make those initial communications changed today? from maybe the way they were 30, 40 years ago where, you know, it's always the guy had to be the one asking, you know, once you get to that, what well, we talked about that, that power shift age, that, that late 30s, does it not become more equally and, and, and that it, it's more women do more of that asking today? Well, I think when it, when it comes to dating, the, the responsibility of the chivalry falls squarely on the shoulders of the man. Okay. during the initial stages of dating. What the w- woman has to do is forgive him for his missteps in this initial stage. And then when, once you begin dating, then it should even out. And gotcha. the woman should be, you know, be just a chivalrous towards him. One of the things that um, I know ruffles a lot of women's feelings is that they say, well, I shouldn't have to get off of my pedestal I'm 40 years old and and I've earned it and and, you know I've become a really wonderful person but what I say is there's a difference between self-esteem and self-importance and a lot of women confuse that and here's an example you take two women on vacation one has high self-esteem and the other has high self-importance the woman with high self-esteem she won't care which bed she sleeps in, where they eat at, because she's caring about the needs of everyone, all of the vacationers, everyone in the group. But the woman with high self-importance, and I'm sure we've all met her, she will (laughs) insist that she sleeps in this bed. She will want to go here for dinner. She, Her feet will ache, and so everyone will have to sit and wait for her, and she feels that it's her birthright because she has high self-esteem in her mind because she has been told her whole life that you should have high self-esteem. So a really, a really good, balanced woman would treat her man just as she would treat all of the other people with a sense of dignity and equality because if you treat your man like a king, by definition, you are a queen. Wow. Wow. I like that. I like that. How how do you ladies like that? <laughs> um, so, some of our talk in the break was didn't sound like we like that that much. Uh, you know, I'm I'm a I'm tr- a traditional, old fashioned woman to to one side, but to the other side, it sounds like we're putting men women back in the cave in that kind of thought process. That's no, a, it's not. It's it's not putting women back. It's an equality. It's, it, it's really just giving men the same respect that the, and adoration that they had given us. And this is, you know, what I'm addressing is why a great catch can't find a match. So 
it's it's a tough medicine to take. It's a tough pill to swallow. But I think but it's it's a it's a pill that both should swallow. This, I mean, we are pretty forgiving of men, and so it just sounds like the women are the ones who need to give them a break so the prince on, on, can get on his horse and come save us. And then maybe they'll put us back on a pedestal. But I, I think women, especially today, you know, th- this power shift going on, you, you look at the women's movement and how things have changed over the years. And I'll tell you, dating in my 30s and even in my 20s, the attitude of men were, you're a woman, you work, you can pay for my dinner, you can pay for the date. That's, and the, 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 there is a power shift of a higher expectation that women should be able to do it all. We should be great lovers in bed. We should be able to cook you a great dinner. We should forgive you for your foibles. And we should be able to do it all. And go to work. And go to work and Mm -hmm. have a baby on my lap. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I mean, I think think the women's movement in some ways has been not not a good thing. Yeah, it it affects us because now you're dealing with baby men Mm -hmm. who want mamas. To take care of them, and and they're being taught that well, the, these these women are out there getting jobs, and they're powerful, and they're in power positions. So I don't have to work. You know, I look at, I wish, and I have a great man. But I'll tell you, going through the process of finding a great man, there was no man out there like my father, the traditional man who goes out, gets a job, takes care of his family while the mom is at home being a mom. That day doesn't really exist anymore. And see, the whole gender role thing, like, I have no problem cooking, cleaning, doing that stuff, as long as I don't have to work full-time, too. Right. So, you know, we women, I think, we're expected to do it all in this day and time. So why should we forgive any man for his foibles when we're the ones who have to do everything? Well, let me me speak from a male point of view here. First off, you couldn't be more wrong. You're not expected (laughs) to do everything uh, whatsoever. Uh, my wife and I share almost every chore known to man. Uh, I even do my own laundry because my piles were too big for her. So, um, but I mean, I think I think what I'm saying I'm saying in the dating process, John. It's you know when you get married and you you learn how to make all that stuff work. But if we're talking about how to find that perfect match, and, and we are on the website, we see lots of beautiful women, but we're we're looking for the men. We're looking for the beautiful men on the website. When in the dating process, I, I think it's a little bit different. The expectations of men out there are different. Melinda. Well, uh, in my opinion, like I said, the the chivalry falls squarely on the shoulders of the man at the beginning of the dating process. And as far as who pays. I think that um, the man should always pay for the first date. Amen. But it doesn't that, work that way anymore. Uh, well, you know, here's here's another thing that um, we can talk about. But let me just finish that one. Uh, it's finding a good man. So I have what I call the good man checklist, and also why women, why we tend to choose the guys that are not necessarily the good men. But um, let me just go back and finish that one point about who pays. I think that it should be about whoever's making the um, the money. So if he makes four times you, then he should pay. You should offer one fourth of the time to pay during the dating process. If you make equal salaries, then you should split it. But the first the first few dates, the guy should pay. You know, that's just... That's a- amen, Melinda. And a- as a guy, I-, I totally agree with you. If you go on a date with someone that expects you to pay something, if they ask you, 
out. It's the person who asks. If I ask you out, I'm asking to buy you dinner. I'm asking to take care of the whole thing. And I think that uh, a man worth his salt would would balk at, at taking any funds for anything in that type of situation. He is to pay. And uh, I, I, I would put, I know that's probably not on your checklist, but if he doesn't pay the first time, Melinda, I'd, I'd ax him. Yeah, yeah, I would too. Yeah, that um, just doesn't make any sense. The good man checklist, the many women, we, we fall head over heels for guys based on the wrong qualities. We guys that are mysterious and sexy and handsome and interesting and passionate. But the good man checklist is uh, the acronym PLEASURE. Is he a good provider or is he a financial drain? That's number one. Uh, being in a partnership should be accretive rather than burdensome. Number two, loyal. Is he loyal? Can you trust that he will not stray or abandon you emotionally? Uh, a loyal man will stand by you through the thick and thin and will not stray when someone else catches his eyes. Empathetic. Is he empathetic? Does he care about others' feelings? Uh, does he just the common do unto others, the golden rule, as you would have them do unto you? Aspiring. Does he aspire for improvement or is he complacent and accepting of mediocre? You know the guy that just accepts his flaws? Well, that's just the way I am. Well, you know, that's if he's stuck in his ways, you're, you know, you want to straddle yourself with someone who has high aspirations and who continually aspires for greatness. Is he selfless or is he selfish? Will he sacrifice his needs for the greater good of the family and the relationship? Is he useful? Or is he a lump on the couch? A useless man is just that, useless. A woman can be helpless all by herself. She doesn't need help being helpless. Rational. Is he rational or is he a hothead? Maintaining a relationship requires mature communication and the ability to be self-critical and thoughtful. And finally, endearing. Is he endearing to you or is he unkind and hurtful? Keeping the magic alive takes effort and should never be neglected. So these are the, the first letters that spell the word pleasure, whereas the first letters of the guys that we tend to go for that are not necessarily good men are mishap, which is mysterious, interesting, sexy, handsome, affluent, and passionate. Melinda, that, that sounds like a troublesome guy right there. Um, we, <laughs> Maybe great bad, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, might be good for the passionate moment, but after that, it's it's on you. Um, we'll be right back in just a minute. You're listening to the John Banks Show, Bringing Man Out of the Cave on the Zeus Radio Network for Hear Women Talk. Hi, this is Judy Collins from Judy's House of Oldies, and you're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio on the Zeus Radio Network. Hi, this is Kay Van Hoosen, founder of Hear Women Talk. Every Monday, you can return to love with Jen Ward and Genuine Healing. Jen is an empath, a healer, and an intuitive, and Jen will show you how to remove blockages, heal yourself, and feel love. That's Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern on Hear Women Talk. Hello, race fans. This is Jeff Gilmer, creator of RacersReunion.com. When you're in Myrtle Beach... Check out my favorite, the Caravelle Resort. The Caravelle Resort has a golf department and concierge with golf privileges at virtually every course on the Grand Strand, including the coveted Dunes Club. And ladies, pamper yourself with Caravelle's Studio Spa. 
featuring services such as Swedish massage, heated stone therapy, reflexology, manicures, pedicures, facials, and more. Awaken your senses with the most requested massage and spa therapies. The Caravel Resort, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, 800-507-9145. Get the best rate on the Grand Strand when you use promo code RACERS at thecaravel.com. 800-507-9145. Are you hungry and looking for something delicious and healthy, convenient, quick, and value-packed? Check out our favorite, Jimmy Sabachi. Everything is sizzling and cooked precisely to order, and they use only the freshest ingredients, including sterling silver premium meats. Try their $5 daily lunch chicken plate with fried rice and veggies, or check out their Korean beef lunch plate with sesame and soy and just a slight touch of sweetness. Mmm. For dinner, try their mouth-watering salmon, mahi-mahi, scallops, or tender, juicy filet mignon. You can dine in or take out, and they even have a drive-up window. Jimmy Sabachi delivers, too. Open seven days a week from 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. Conveniently located in Myrtle Beach on the corner of Kings Highway and 62nd Avenue North. Call ahead with your order at 839-8008 and download their discount coupon on the hearwomentalk.com website. Scrumptious, fast, healthy, satisfying, and reasonably priced. You'll love Jimmy's Hibachi. 839-8008. This is Paul Trulove on Zeus Radio Network for hearwomentalk.com. We're back here on the John Banks Show, bringing man out of the cave. Uh, it is a beautiful Monday here in South Carolina. Uh, our guest, Miss Melinda Maximovic. Melinda, where 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 do you, where are you today? Uh, today, I'm out in a ranch in Urington, Nevada. <laughs> wow! Now, how how far how far is that from? What's that near Vegas? What near kind anything of ranch? Um, well, uh, my company is in San Francisco, um, okay. but we have a place out here, and it's about, um, it's a six-hour drive east from San Francisco Bay Area, and okay. more northern, northern Nevada. We're an hour and a half east of uh, Lake Tahoe. Well, we uh, ski there regularly, so uh, great, great place, heavenly, and uh, yeah, that's, love, that's, we have a place there too. Yeah, Heavenly's uh, wonderful skiing and and uh, wonderful. You can uh, ski all day and gamble all night. So uh, Isn't that big, fun? <laughs> a yeah. big fan of Tahoe. I got to tell you, Tahoe is one of my favorite places to go. And as a avid snow skier, uh, you need to make that trip if you hadn't. Well, I got to tell you, we've been having this this behind the scenes stuff. Dustin, have you figured out how to capture this stuff and? You know, because it gets pretty ticklish. Just go back and listen to the Ball Talk archive. Okay, okay. Everybody got to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, one of our contributors, normal contributors and good friend, the Scale Maria Forrest is on the line. Yay! And and, and Gail, <laughs> Gail, Gail is um is is a single uh, lady at this time, and um, Gail's advice to me on the idea of giving a gift to my wife was a big stack of cash. <laughs> so, Gail, I uh, think you need to sign up for this website. <laughs> so, so anyway, I just I just thought I'd, I'd start with that. So, uh, Gail, do you have any questions for Melinda? Yep. 
Oh no! Okay, it is one thirty in Chicago, and I normally don't start drinking till five, but I'm going to make an exception and pour myself a drink shortly. Cheers. Melinda, you're a misogynist, darling. I can't even believe what you are saying, and I know Tiffany and I know Gina agree with me. You're you a woman basher. Or no, no. I mean, it's, we have come. I don't even know what century we are. We, you are talking about or nineteen, early twenty, mid twentieth century. Step because I feel like I'm part of that group of women that helped bring women into the, the you know end of the twentieth century and into two thousand one. And we worked hard. We right. We raised children. We got careers. We have PhDs. We have. But We're doctors, and you want us to you want us to subjugate ourselves to men that are just at the same level at which we are. Do you know what I'm saying? Does that make any well, sense? Well, can I take a little bit of so we can have a man, just so we can have a man. Why is your interpretation that I want you to subjugate yourselves to men? I don't think that because I'm not hearing that either. Okay, well, I, I have no idea where you pulled that from. Well, because. Okay, well, maybe I've used too strong a word. I mean, I don't understand how you want me to go on a date when I've supported myself for X amount of years. I actually think I'm pretty fabulous. Now, maybe you wouldn't, but I think I am. I've really never had a problem acting myself, which I think is important to act because eventually you're going to be yourself. Someone's going to find you out. And um, having men dislike me or... Um, it, it would be inappropriate. I mean, I know a lot of wealthy men. I know men as wealthy as you're interviewing, and they they don't want women that are. A lot of them, I feel, don't really want women that are equal. So probably because those women are very threatening to them because of the position they've reached. Which goody goody, they've reached that position. So um, and do strong women want men that are intimidated or? have asked the wrong questions or act in an inappropriate way on date one. I mean, I'm completely lost. I mean, I feel I feel offended and lost, quite honestly. Well, this is the, this is the thesis, uh, which is why a great catch can't find a match. And you sound like a really great catch, but if you're, if you're frustrated and you're wondering what maybe you're doing wrong during the dating process, this is what I'm trying to tell you. I'm not saying that you need to subjugate yourself. I'm just saying that you have to treat men with the same adoration and respect that they have treated us. It has to be balanced. But I don't understand. <laughs> Can I just interrupt for a minute? Where where yeah. are you coming from that they have treated women with such adoration? What that is well, not even. I think I was well, four when maybe well, that was. Gail, yeah. Gail, I, I, I says, and who says we're not from. treating them with adoration? I mean, well, I don't think she's not saying we, that you guys aren't. What, what she's, what? If I'm reading this, I know as a guy coming up and going through the dating process, to get a girl to go out with you, you had to put them on a pedestal. You had to place them up there. You had to show the adoration. You had to show them the respect. You had to gain their comfortable feel that that you were a worthy person for them to be with. Now, are we and talking about just average girls, or are you talking about, like, the most beautiful girl in school or something? No, I think, I think, I think right, this, exactly. this is, I think this is basic. I think if you're, if you're telling me that you're with someone, and, and, you know, I, I've been married, I know my wife, you know, of course, I treat her with that same, exactly what Melinda's saying, and, and put her on a pedestal, and, and, because that's what love is. That's how it's created. That's that's the the want and hunger that you need to have to go out with someone who you really want to be with. 
Um, you know, it, that stuff should be almost, it's almost ingrained in the way men present the whole dating process. Uh, it's ingrained in how we do it. That's how we're taught, you know. And um, Melinda, my own point there. Yeah, and, you know, just maybe what I need to do is give some concrete examples. Uh, so, for example, um, I was out with one of the women that are in my candidate pool who is very beautiful and, and uh, single, and the topic came up, would you ever buy a guy a drink? And she was like, no way, I will never buy a man a drink. He's got to pay for me if he expects me to, you know, go and sit with him or whatever. And, and I, I, I bought my uh, pre-husband when we first started dating, I bought him drinks all the time. I, um, I offered to pay. This is what I mean by you treating them. I would tell him he was handsome. When he got up and went to the bathroom and came back, I would tell him how handsome he looked. Little things like that that women feel, that, and the reason that men say they're attracted to younger women not only looks, obviously, but it's also this this sort of bitterness that women in their late 30s and 40s get. We're like, well, I did this, this, and this, and there's no way I'm going to bend down to that. Well, who wants to be around that kind of bitterness? Someone who's jaded. We want to be. We're all want to be around people who are open-minded, who are fun, who have a positive attitude, who are optimistic. This is what people are attracted to. But at but at 22, we're all young and fun and open-minded, and and naive. Yeah, and, and yeah, we're naive. What you're saying is like it's manipulative, though. But you're actually asking the woman to be in some odd reverse way, manipulative, because you're yeah. manipulating. You're teaching her how to manipulate the yeah. date. So then, couldn't you accuse that woman when someday she is herself and she does believe in herself and doesn't do what she's supposed to do? That's, isn't that all going to be, why would you sort of purport that sort of manipulation of a well, poor guy? That's, hopefully well, that's, that men are easily manipulated. Hopefully that's how are he they? really feels. I still tell my, <laughs> we've, been, we've been together six years and I still tell my husband that I think he's handsome. I still caress, caress him. I still take the initiative in bed and take the sexual reins and l- allow him to just be passive sometimes and devour him the way that guys used to devour me. I'm not, a, that's not fake. It wasn't fake. Yes, I was, uh, during the dating process, you are sort of trying to, to net, uh, a mate. We both are. And, but once you have that relationship, you have to continue that going. It's a balance of power. Uh, like John just said, he makes his, he puts his wife on a pedestal and I'm sure she treats him like a king. That's what a good balanced relationship should be. But during the dating process, we've got to do a little bit of hard work to catch them in the way that they have to do hard work to catch us. Well, I agree with you, Melinda. Amen. And we had a chatter who just chatted in, one of our gentlemen, who says yes to the optimism and attitude. That's what I want. And if it's genuine, it's not manipulative. And the the key to that is it being genuine. You know, it is the, 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 you know, I, 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 I just being in love and loving something and wanting something and yearning for something to me are the best feelings in the world. So if right. you like someone and you and you feel that way, why would you not want to treat them that way? Yes. That's that's what it's all about. And 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 you know when you open up, when you open yourself up enough to do so, 
then you open the relationship up to grow to incredible levels. Yes. I agree. I'm not hearing anything from from the the three... (laughs) My my whole question is... I just, I mean, why aren't there any men on the website? That, that's all I want to know. Because the website, Melinda, if I'm correct, is you, you, this is, Melinda, her clients are the men. And that's just. Correct. Well, it says you can sign up. It says you can sign up to be. Sign up to find a man. Yeah. And I can't oh, okay. find any men on the site. But every woman is drop dead, supermodel gorgeous. And no wonder they expect to be on a pedestal. If you look like that, you can expect those things. <laughs> no, but when you look uh, like that, you can go like, okay, I love you. You're great. I'll do whatever you want. But but see, you're you're you know you're it's guys. The the importance in in dating these relationships is earnest feelings. Is true, you know. And and like I said, it you know when we're young, the guy has to the guy has to promote these feelings towards the ladies, and ladies can kind of sit back and and be shy and not say and and that that's the game that was played. Do you think Gina and, and I were ever shy? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> let me explain. Um, let me Nor explain. do we have pedestals. Uh, let me explain how the business works. So um, the women can directly upload their profiles to be in the candidate pool. And being in the candidate pool means that uh, we will call upon you when we have a client who we think would be a good match for you. It's just. And, and how do you process. decide that match? Is it based on I want the blonde that's really tall with big boobs, or is there some kind of eHarmony survey? No, no, it's a, it's a, it's a old-fashioned matchmaking in the fact that I meet in person with the men, and then I have interviewed probably 80% of the women in person. The exact same intensive interview of the women that are on in the candidate pool, but I'm not working for the women. I'm working for the male client. So, for example, a woman may not hear from me, but what a great way to put yourself out there and with the possibility of meeting people that you may not otherwise come into contact with on your day-to-day life. So they can self-upload their profile for a one-time processing fee of $29.95. Now, the reason that I work specifically for the men and not for both parties is because when you work for, when you charge both parties, you can have a conflict of interest. And what I mean by that is the woman says, hey, Melinda, I haven't had a match in, you know, three weeks, and I need a match. And so a matchmaker would be tempted to plug this male client that just signed up with this woman just to keep her quiet, even though it wasn't exactly what he was looking for. You see what I mean by a conflict of interest? Whereas if you just have the male client... Melinda, how much do the men have to pay? The, it's a it's a pretty significant retainer, but it's based on individual uh, one-on-one basis uh, that we would discuss. I don't really want to do a flat price over right. the air. What's but, their sal- um, What's the average salary of one of your clients? Um, it's uh, we don't. Um, I would say probably one hundred and fifty thousand a year and above would be the average. And this um, is in San Francisco, well, I, though, right? Right, where yeah. we're, you know, that's, believe it that or not, out here, fun. that's not a yeah, lot of that money. Doesn't, <laughs> it's if I, if here, I were in San Francisco looking like one of these women, I would require a million dollars starting. <laughs> Definitely. Well, guys, 
Guys, well, I, I love this stuff, but we have to take a break again. <laughs> again, we're listening to the John Banks show, Bringing Man Out of the I Cave. I and I, I, I tell you, I, I do want to ask a little bit with Melinda about Internet dating when we get back. So, uh, again, you're listening to John Banks show, Bringing Man Out of the Cave on the Zeus Radio Network for HearWomenTalk.com. Hi, this is Michelle with LaBellamy Vineyard. You're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio on the Zeus Radio Network. Hi, this is Kay Van Hoosen, founder of Hear Women Talk. Every Monday, you can return to love with Jen Ward in Genuine Healing. Jen is an empath, a healer, and an intuitive, and Jen will show you how to remove blockages, heal yourself, and feel love. That's Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern on Hear Women Talk. Hello, race fans. This is Jeff Gilmer, creator of RacersReunion.com. When you're in Myrtle Beach... Check out my favorite, the Caravelle Resort. The Caravelle Resort has a golf department and concierge with golf privileges at virtually every course on the Grand Strand, including the coveted Dunes Club. And ladies, pamper yourself with Caravelle's Studio Spa, featuring services such as Swedish massage, heated stone therapy, reflexology, manicures, pedicures, facials, and more. Awaken your senses with the most requested massage and spa therapies. The Caravelle Resort, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, 800-507-9145. Get the best rate on the Grand Strand when you use promo code RACERS at thecaravelle.com. 800-507-9145. Hi, this is Chris Hillenberg of Hear Women Tell on Hear Women Talk Radio. You can hear us every Wednesday between 3 and 4. Please join us where we get the story behind the story as we talk to professional storytellers. Hi, this is Deb Coletti, and I am your host of Life on Purpose, a radio show where I'll be having conversations with a wide range of fascinating women who are, in my opinion, leading a truly rich life. We will laugh, we will cry, we will sometimes get very serious. It will get edgy. It will definitely be irreverent and uh, no, no subject off limits. Tune in to hear where we go and even join in the conversation. Life on Purpose with your host, Deb Coletti. Tuesdays at 11 a.m. on the Hear Women Talk Network. This is Paul Trulove on Zeus Radio Network for hearwomentalk.com. Broadcasting live, this is... Everybody, could, we're back here on the John Banks Show, bringing out the man, bringing man out of the cave. And believe me, that the ladies tell me I'm putting women back in, so uh, we've got to get out to make room for them. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> Good idea. We, we've got a short segment, only about seven minutes left, and I, I want to greatly thank uh, our guest Melinda Maximova, uh, who has who has been saying the truth and and catching a lot of flack. Um, Melinda, let me ask you a little bit in something I read in, in some of your stuff, a little bit about Internet dating. Um, you still there, Melinda? Yes, I am. Okay. The the thing that, uh, you know, I think Internet dating, we've talked about a lot on this show, uh, Internet dating is great to make an initial contact, but I think too many people do too much of it online and not enough of it face-to-face and really find out who someone is. 
Yeah, well, it's exciting when you're first single and you go on and you see all of these possibilities and it's like a kid in a candy store, but it grows tiring after a while because a lot of people misrepresent themselves, obviously, and um, you you know it's a numbers game. You have to go on a lot of dates to to really meet some good people, but I still think it's a good way to to get out there. I don't. Um, my service is different. I'm a traditional matchmaker. I do all the work for you, but I, I would still encourage all of the women and men that are in my program to still do internet dating because it is a great way to meet people. But I guess I think my thought of it is, Melinda, is that it's a good place that once you've met even a few contacts, get on the phone. You know, talk talk to somebody because so many. I, I had an email from uh, a family member, my sister today, that was totally misconstrued because of it was words on 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 a screen, and I really feel it's so important to have real contact. You know. Well, yeah, absolutely. You have to get out there. You've got to date. The goal of a date, the, the goal should be of the date to get the other person to like you and to show them that you like them so that you can bring out the best in them. If you're on a date and you're realizing that this isn't a good match, you still should make it a nice experience for both parties. Never hurt someone's feelings, never burn bridges, and just um, really take the high road. Uh, perfect, perfect. Now, Melinda, we, we, we got into this and we got about five minutes here. Gail, throw it yeah. at us. Go ahead. I, I know <laughs> you're feeling it. I, I guess I, I know. I guess I'm really sort of annoyed at the whole conversation just because, I, well, first of all, I actually think I'm a great date. I'm like the queen of one date because it's like, I don't know, it's fun. It's a new person. It's fun. And, but I, I don't like the whole idea. I mean, I bet you have to sort of, it, it does feel manipulative to me what you're saying, that I have to sit there I used to be just sit and listen and listen and listen and listen, and men love to be listened to just as women do. But then eventually, what what happens when you become the talker? So I think that it changes, and everything changes. And all of a sudden, a man looks at you, and you're like, but where's the listener who never said anything and who did this, this, and this? And I feel at my age, I've earned the right to be, I feel like I've earned the right to be myself. I don't want to hurt someone's feelings, but I feel like I've earned the right via everything I've done today to um, act myself and if someone doesn't can't take that Melinda I feel they're the wrong person for me you should I absolutely mean, be I don't yourself think you in the last in the last few minutes I just want to uh, use some concrete examples to clarify my point and I'll use a case study this was a woman she was absolutely beautiful wonderful girl i hooked her up with a really wonderful guy who was young and successful 40 years old she was 33 uh he proposed to her they were engaged to be married and um here's three things that he did one he went out of town for business he left on thursday he came back on sunday he didn't call her friday or saturday night and she was furious because here they were about to be engaged and how dare he do that second thing they go to a restaurant he instead of giving her the uh, seat with the best view he took the seat with the best view things like that when a woman a pretty woman walked by he 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 looked at her uh, these are all things that are very bad bad form right we all agree that however she threw a fit how dare he 
Well, he canceled. He ended up canceling what? the wedding, and they never got married. But what I did with my Thank husband God. when he made when he made foibles like that is Those I are big I foibles. Did, yeah. I, I didn't throw a big fit. Instead, what I did was. Well, what did was, you do? What did, how did you I, say it in a nice way? I kept my cool. First of all, I kept my cool for a full year. I just kept my cool, and I so what I said to myself was, I'm going to try it different this time. I'm going to really try it different. I'm going to open up my mind, and I'm going to try it different. My husband adores me now. He puts me on a pedestal. He is, I mean, he, he brings me coffee in bed. He cooks. He loves to cook. He cooks dinner for me. He adores me. But during this first initial stage, I had to keep my cool. And, um, you know, this is a concrete example of what I mean. It's not saying that you're subjugating yourself. It's not saying that you're lowering who you are it's it's just saying you're not going to be a bitch <laughs> you know you're going to you're going to say okay I understand he doesn't know the dating rules of course now you know we're together he doesn't look at other women he knows that who would hurt my feelings and he cares about me you know what I, ser- seriously I have to cut in because this really does start to get to, to aggravate me I think it is so completely disrespectful to blatantly look at another woman when you're with a woman or to look at another a man when you're with a man it is disrespectful and if I saw that I wouldn't necessarily make a fit, but it would tell me, you know what? This guy's got a wandering eye, so I don't think I should go on a second date. Mm-hmm. Well, when someone has been exactly. single you for don't a ignore really that long foible. period of time, when someone has been single for a really long period of time, they are sort of in this hunting mode, and to expect them to to stop being in that mode right away yes. is unrealistic. Sometimes it'll take someone a whole year before they get out of that hunting mode. Okay, then let me ask you this as the gatherer. So, is it well, can I be excused while he's making his foibles, checking out women? Is it okay in the beginning, like on a date, because I've heard it's not, but maybe, maybe you have different perspective, Melinda. So, on a date, if I say, you know what, I really want to be married within the next year and want to have two kids... And um, three carrots is what I really would prefer. Is it okay if I make that statement, hoping he will forgive that foible of mine because it's a first date? (laughs) I I wouldn't if I were you. Again, it's keeping your cool. You wouldn't what? You wouldn't what? If I were to say... I wouldn't say that (laughs) on the first date. Well, (laughs) why not? But that's what I'm thinking. But that's the whole thing. He should forgive me. <laughs> he should forgive me, like I should forgive if him. He's for gonna look at every women. woman walking See, by. See, it's a double standard, right? I'm just saying, why a great cat can't find a man? Double standard. This is just my advice. <laughs> I wouldn't. Melinda, I guess we're I, not I good respect catches. Respect you and, and everything for coming <laughs> on and, and going under the griddle, because uh, you know your your advice is actually. Uh, should be listened to and maybe thought about uh, because I can tell you a lot of guys do feel exactly as you say and uh, I'm around them all the time and hear it So, um, and right or wrong it is guys it's been wonderful Melinda thank you so much for coming on thank uh, you, you so much you can find her at the, the perfect match you can just um, the perfect side theperfectsearch.com per- perfectsearch.com again our guest been Melinda Maximova ladies in the studio thank you so much Gail on the phone we love you Guys, this has been the John yeah. Banks Show, bringing man out of the cave ah, on the Zeus Radio Network for HearWomenTalk.com.